0: hello everyone my name is brahim mansa Kalon. welcome to kingdom talks i'm here with a special guest and i'm going to ask him to briefly introduce himself to the audience
1: well, my name is paul Adela. i pastor one of the parishes of the redeemed christian church of god in the united kingdom i also lead a group called global evangelism our revival movement our aim is to ensure that we get the gospel across the people in the world, no matter your denomination. And um, I was a Muslim. I got saved in London, United Kingdom, five daily prayer, Muslim, studied the Quran in English. You wow. know, I, I, my, I had a first degree in chemistry. I had a second degree in evangelism and church growth and missions. And I work, I started my career as a banker and they were working in the bank, left us an investment analyst when I became a practice manager in the UK and I left in 2008, I think January then I started full-time ministry in March 2008. I've been a full-time pastor and a street evangelist since 2008.
0: Wow, wow. I usually like to ask, thank you very much, um, Pastor Paul. It's very interesting because I like to ask my guest how they came about giving your life to Jesus. And you were a former Muslim. Can you explain to the audience how that transition took place?
1: Um, I, I would say a time came in my life sometime in 2005, I would precisely. Mm. I, I think I needed peace because there were so many things going on around me. Yes. I had a good. Had a property, had a nice car, had everything, but I, I lacked peace, you know. So I just remember I went, I have a Christian friend and Sonny by name. I went to greet him and he was playing some Christian music. So I told him, I, I like these songs. He said, Oh, I will do it for you. So he straight then he just did the CDs for me and gave it to me. So I took those CDs, I put uh, started playing them in my car. I little I knew that I was not going to remove those CDs i became a christian so wow. towards it was the end of, yeah, yeah october i was fasting and um, a muslim so once mm. i was fasting, i my wife happens to be a christian but me five mm. years ago okay? wow. so i was i was fasting so i just um had this um my mother-in-law said to me that oh your daughter take her to church today the mother has left her take her so it was the little girl that I was going to take to church. You know, at that time of my life, so many things were happening. You know, my, my wife, we are having some issues, so many things were happening. So I just entered this church to brought the little gear, you know, but I sat down, you know, so I sat down in the church and to listen to the pastor. So mm-hmm. as I listened to the pastor, in my heart, because I went to a primary school that is seven um, days they taught us John 14, let not have the trouble, even if mm. in God be me. My father sounds a many mansion. So that was wow. only man. that was what I was thinking of. So mm. when I entered the the pastor came from Nigeria to the UK. And I didn't know that he told his family that God sent him for one man. And that wow. one man will be saved. Yeah. And that God will use that one man that he will save. Around the nations of the world. So I don't even know that was going on. So I just remember he too was a Muslim. So he preached about that he, he was a Muslim and that when he got saved, he saw John 14 that was going on in my, in my heart. So mm. when he did the altar call or the call of it, he said, Is there anybody here who wants to give this type of Christ? And I just had in my heart a voice say, Go out. And another voice said, No, don't go out. But the voice I said God I just spoke once, I didn't speak again. So I just found myself in front of him. I was the only one that got saved. And from that moment, I got saved and I've been a Christian ever since. I've not looked back.
0: Oh my God. Thank you for that interesting story. Um this is what I've come to learn when it comes to our faith is that as believers, we are saved to save others, and we yeah. are also saved to serve, right? Um yeah. This is God's desire. It says that he desire everyone to come to the knowledge of him. He desire to show mercy. He desire to justify. He desire for people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So God is really into the saving business of soul. Explain to us, some of us that don't really know the importance of evangelism, because evangelism is really about people. But us as Christians We don't see it as important as attending service. Yes, we might not be called to be an evangelist, but that commandment go into all the world applies to every believer. You don't have to be a minister to share Jesus with somebody at work, with somebody that you're hanging around with. Man of God kindly emphasized the importance of evangelism because many people are lost and we live in a time where People are looking for answers. People are confused.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. When I train people, I tend to train them to understand a soul winner and mm. an evangelist, mm. you know. I, I say to them that if I, if I say evangelism or be an evangelist, you will say to me that, oh, it's a call. I'm not mm. called to be an evangelist. So then I say to them, you are a soul winner, a witness. I said because that everybody is called to be a witness. Go ye into the world yes, and sir. preach the word to every creature. Mark sixteen fifteen. I said that Mark sixteen fifteen is meant for everyone. Yes, Paul sir. was speaking. He said, God said to him, "You will be a witness of what you have seen and heard." Act twenty two fifteen. Act 15. So if you are saved and you have seen that God can deal with emotional issues like anger pride. God can deal with immorality. He can fix up broken people. Then Mm. you have something in your heart to share with others. You have something Mm. to deliver others. You are called a witness to testify of that which you know God can do. Mm. You know, recently I'm in a group because I used to be student, you know, president of the University of Lagos. So I was in a group. And and this group, they said some people are complaining because I share some Christian literature. so I thought the gentleman. I said, "Look, you put some offensive, offensive stuff. I don't complain. Mm. I believe some parts in my faith that what I'm sharing the literature will well, deliver one, will save yeah. someone. You understand? <laughs> someone. So, so, did you did you know? so if you are a Christian, you have a mandate." To reach out for someone yes a life-saving mandate mm. it may be just your word mm. that will save that individual imagine how i gossip. if that man have not preached because how would i be saved
0: that's true yeah
1: Sometimes there are various needs you can share your faith you can tell people about your testimony what god is doing in your life mm. and that does help a lot of people. I've used that to help a lot of people. Telling people mm. you are on the, in, in the brink of life, you are going down. I know someone they can give you peace. Help. We yes. yes. know that you can't find peace or mm. or any peace in money. In riches. Recently, I'm doing a series on Zacchaeus, mm. and Zacchaeus was a rich man. Yes, sir. He was a rich man. The Bible says. but what was the sinner? And mm. there he was rich, he has to climb the sacramental to so look at the view of Jesus. As so wow. you can see that Jesus is seeking Some people have struggles, therefore they are seeking Jesus. Mm. So you just need to be that person that will present yourself with the gospel. I say well, I have good news for you. I've seen so many Muslims saved. I've seen so many drunk. We have witnessed to some so many people. There was a time I was in Chicago in a hotel. I was checking out and they were coming to pick me. And I saw this guy sitting there. And I just had in my spirit go and speak to him. Mm. So I, I went to this guy. I, this guy was a very rich guy. And he said to me, Oh, it's God that will have really led it. He said, because wow. I, I have money. He said, I have money. I, I, oh I'm into God. property. He said, but I'm facing a painful divorce. I can't figure uh. it out. And that's why he came to Chicago to relax his mind. He said, my uh. wife, for no reason, was to separate. And he has money. Wow. You know, wow. I, I I spoke to her about Jesus, told her about Jesus. And he said, look at how strategically God placed him so that I can speak to him. What if uh. I've been quiet? Wow, Our world wow. sees Jesus. Our world needs wow. Jesus. Mm. Now, the way things are in the world with the COVID that has gone on, with the economic crisis, with all that is going on in the world, we need Jesus. And we, as Christians, we have that Jesus. And we need to tell people about our Jesus. You know, you don't need to be an evangelist to do it. You yes, just sir. need to obey the command to be a witness. Mm.
0: Thank you so much, Pastor Paul, for really um, opening our eyes to to know the significance and the urgency of this, that God can use whatever means, as you said, our testimonies, he can use the word, our actions to save souls. And one thing that I've learned is that salvation does not discriminate. Sometimes we think that salvation is just for the poor. It's just for those in Africa. We live in a diaspora. We live in a white man's land. These people, they need Jesus more than us. They can be rich. They can be educated. Everybody needs Jesus. So it's not just for the poor. It's not just for the rich. It's not just for the blacks. It's not just for the white. It's not just for the male. It's not everybody. So this leads me to another question regarding this path. When when you get somebody saved, because there's one thing to get somebody to receive Jesus, then there's a follow-up. So there's salvation, there's discipleship. I can give an instance about my life. When I gave my life to Jesus, that was it. I accepted Jesus, but there was no discipleship. And I was going back to the world. But then what really helped me is I started listening to men of God online. And then I found myself in a church where I connected, where I started serving. So what would you do or what strategy would you implement when you save somebody? And would you invite them to come to your church? Would you be there for them, like physically present in your life? Take your number, call them once in a blue moon and check them down.
1: You know, we we um we've been the, in the evangelism ministry for some time. Okay. So um we have strategized over many years now. Wonderful. Now we, we are kingdom builders. We are not restricted to getting people just into our church. We mm. get people into churches across the nation, sometimes across mm. the world. Because sometimes we pay, we have to search. Just recently, I've just spoken wow. to someone over over the week to locate um, that came from Africa to locate a cell to, to a church. Mm, so we do wow. a follow. So now, high pushing is it. key. You get people into the church, then you follow them up with Christian literature, because mm. people need encouragement and they need good Christian literature, and that's what you were doing online. And that's what we do a lot of short videos. We do videos about dreams, about salvation, about different stuff. So when we, we get people into the kingdom, we try to tell them, look, those videos will help you. Just mm. listen to them one at a time. And we say to people, if you have all our tracks, we have numbers at the back. If you have any problem, mm-hmm. if there is something you don't understand, you give us a call. And so we will try to explain to you. i fortunate that my wife went to do masters in Christian counseling. So mm-hmm. if you have, you have yeah. to do with, you know, uh, so yeah, we, we started, all this stuff. So yeah, we, you, have, you have to do with Christian counseling, we also counsel you in the Christian way. But mm-hmm. discipleship is key so that the people can be fed and have the truth. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they will lose faith. Yes, because the devil is always after the salvation of people. Mm. You know, so you got to follow them up, set up the Bible plan for them, tell them to listen to get the Bible out because the Bible has Bible plans. You yes. understand? The they have verse of the day to listen, and those guys they are doing well. Do you know? Get them to the um some like, like our own uh, network within network. What they call open levels. You know, some other people have their own. Just for them to get Christian literature and read and Mm. let them see Jesus in the eyes from the eyes of the Bible. Mm. Because if they see Jesus from the eyes of the Bible, it's good for for them. If they don't follow Jesus blindly, when Mm. you have to, you'll start to know, but these people say they are Christian. Why are they behaving like this in the church? Mm. Interesting. well, you point them to the Bible. You read the Bible, so you understand the Jesus of the Bible. Hmm. So when you are Bible, the Bible, based on the Jesus of the Bible, you are rooted. You stay hmm. in the church because yeah. you know that you are not a fallen man. You are following Jesus. So whenever hmm. man does, you compare his character, his behavior to what is in the Bible. If it's not the same, you just oh, that, just that man. That's what hmm. the way my Jesus. You know. So so that's it.
0: Oh, uh, thank you, man of God. So when. A new believer is saved. You introduce them to the Word to really know their Savior yeah. from yeah. the Word as their foundation. Yes, yeah, that's the key. Wow.
1: That's wow. the key. Wow! Not 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 the pastor say, not mm. I. My pastor say is the Bible says. That's mm. that's that, that's Christianity. The wow. Bible, says, it is written. You know, mm. uh, my pastor says my pastor can, can yeah my pastor can make mistakes. My pastor is human being. But the Bible can make mistakes. Mm. It is written can make mistakes. For wow. oh Lord, your word is settled. Mm. Any man built up in the world stands it is ground, is able to fight challenges, and he grows. And that's what happened. Mm. And that's what happened to people.